This is the summer to expand your horizons. You've had enough staying home. You've had enough confinement. It's time to explore. But before you set foot out the door, set foot in the ultimate travel shoes from Allbirds, like the breathable, silky smooth tree runner, the responsive foam and extra grip of the tree dasher, or the classic low top look of the tree piper. Allbirds has a shoe ready for whatever adventures you have planned. Whether you're traveling to the ends of the earth or settling in for a staycation, you need a shoe that's versatile enough to go with any outfit, durable enough to wear over any terrain, and lightweight enough to make packing a breeze. Being made from insanely comfortable, breezy eucalyptus fiber is a plus too. When you wear Allbirds tree shoes, you're in vacation mode before you even leave the house. They're the only shoes your suitcase needs. Boarding pass? Check. Passport? Check. The perfect travel shoe? Check. Find your perfect pair of tree dashers, runners, pipers, and more at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse Podcast. Covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on the Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about Syracuse's matchup with San Diego State in the NCAA tournament. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Jim Stick Schulte. And my guest today is our great friend from Syracuse.com, Mike Waters. Mike, how are you today? Uh, Wes, I'm doing great because uh, it looks like we finally made it through a season and we're actually going to have an NCAA tournament year this year. So that's a great thing. Yeah, Mike, I agree. It's really great to be talking to you. I wasn't sure if we were going to get to have this conversation, but I'm glad that we are. And I want to get you started on this one. Tell us about Syracuse.com's coverage because we're in the middle of a pandemic still and there's going to be limited media access in Indianapolis. Yeah, we have not been able to go on the road all season uh, because of the coronavirus and because, you know, when you went on the road, you didn't get any post-game interviews um, at on-site, anything, everything was done by Zoom. So um, at, there was really no reason to go on the road. We did send Donna DeToda to the ECC tournament uh, because we thought that would, there might be a little bit more payoff there. Obviously, we still weren't interviewing any coaches or players uh, other than the Zoom interviews. But she got a chance to see some fans in the stands talk to some Syracuse fans that were actually there in Greensboro, provide a little color outside, um, you know, the lines of the court. Um, and that's going to be our plan again this week. Um, the, the NCAA has put a limit. Each school can credential just five reporters that have covered uh, that basketball team during the season uh, for the NCAA tournament. So, like, you know, five reporters that have covered Syracuse, not five from the post standard of Syracuse.com, five total. 
uh, can, you know, apply for credentials to the NCAA tournament through Syracuse. Um, so we're limited <laughs> uh, to only one. We're sending Donna again. Um, one of the main reasons is, is uh, I've not been vaccinated yet. And after 12 months of playing it very safe, I'm not going to mess around now. <laughs> Has been vaccinated, or at least she's gotten the first vaccine, so which provides her some layer of protection. So she was willing to go and do it. And, you know, with, a, with the vaccination, hopefully everything's going to be fine there. But, uh, you know, we'll have a small army of folks back here in Syracuse. Uh, manning the phones, you know, doing some of the Zoom interviews, but also doing some stuff, um, you know, again, you know, maybe talking to people who aren't there or um, we, might, we might not be able to talk to players and coaches, but we can talk to former players and, and you know, and mine those, those avenues. You know, um, one story I'm working on is, is uh, I'm looking back at the, uh, the, the, the game that Syracuse and San Diego State played on the aircraft carrier. Uh, back in 2013 season, uh, talking to a lot of former players there. So that's some stuff I can do where I don't have to be in Indianapolis to do it. So let's talk about the NCAA tournament. Syracuse was on the bubble for the fifth straight year, but made it in again. What do you like about this 11th seeded Orange team as we head into Friday's game against number six, San Diego State? What I like about Syracuse is they they probably played maybe their four best games in their last four, and that includes the loss to Virginia. They played real well in that game. You know, took the regular ACC champion down to the wire, led most of the day. Uh, You know, a last-second shot from a guy who hadn't made one all day is what beat him. Uh, So, you know, and prior to that, just, you know, throttling North Carolina State. You know, you'd already beat them twice. Okay. So you hope to beat them again for the third time. But you didn't just beat them. Um, You whipped them. And then, you know, prior to that, in must-win in the final week of the regular season, beating Clemson and North Carolina, two teams that you had lost to on the road. You know, those four games, man, Syracuse starts to look, you know, pretty good. Um, I like that. I like the way Buddy Beheim's playing, obviously. I like the way Robert Braswell and Jesse Edwards have added a little bit more uh, punch off the bench for Syracuse for a long time this season. Uh, the only thing they could count, of, count on off the bench was the play of Kadari Richmond. But now with Kadari, and of course there's a little concern about his knee, but he's had a lot of time off since the ACC tournament, so hopefully he's fine and ready to go. But with Kadari in the backcourt, Braswell at forward, and Jesse able to give you minutes at center, all of a sudden that's a, that's a nice eight-man rotation with some options. Um, so, you know, you, you look – I like that. I like that a little better. And then we can get into the matchup with San Diego State uh, whenever you want. You just mentioned we can get into the matchup with San Diego State whenever I want, so let's get into it. Uh, they're a top 25 team. Jim Beheim was really effusive in talking about the Aztecs. It seems like it's going to be a really tough matchup for Syracuse. What do you think of them? A very good team, veteran team. The starting lineup with four seniors and a junior. Um, you know, an incredible record over the last two years, like something like 53 and six or something like that. And I know, you know, they're 23 and four, um, you know, so you know, that's going to be tough for Syracuse. You know, it's a team with decent size up front, you know, six, 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 ten across the, the back line, a little smallish in the backcourt, which might be something that Syracuse can exploit, uh, but they've got shooters. Uh, it'll be interesting. But if you haven't seen the zone before, 
sometimes that can take good shooters out of their their comfort zone. Uh, no pun intended. Um, but you'll have to watch for guys <laughs> like Jordan Shakel. You know, he's an incredible three-point shooter, a high-volume guy as well. Matt Mitchell is their their best player. He's a senior, 6'6", 230, uh, so he's a sturdy guy. Um, he can shoot the three a little bit too, uh, but he's also a guy who, you know, you, you think about him about, you know, when you know, with guys that teams like to run into the high post. Usually teams like to either run like their big man, uh, who maybe can see over the zone, hold it up high in the middle, and help them break the zone, or they like to run that looks a lot like Matt Mitchell, uh, it, you know, in, in, into the middle there. You think about some of those Pittsburgh guys back in the day, Chevy Troutmans, uh, you know, guys like that, uh, uh, Jericho Hellams of NC State. Uh, a couple years ago, the, the kid that North Carolina had their small forward, uh, Theo Pinson. You know, guys like that, when they can run to the high post, they're big enough to get the ball, but then they're athletic and, and offensively skilled enough to, to do some damage in there, so you have to respect them. You have to, you know, someone's going to have to guard them. Um, so that'll be the challenge for Marek Dolajai. When the ball goes to the high post, if it is the Mitchell kid, Marek's got to be able to defend him, keep him in front of him, and avoid fouls. And, Mike, we'll get you out of here on this one. Give us a prediction for the game, and if you see Syracuse beating San Diego State, how far do you see them getting this year? You know, I, I can see an avenue for Syracuse to win this game. Uh, they've got bigger guards than San Diego State, uh, between, especially if you insert Kadari Richmond out there into the lineup. And now you're, you're 6'5 and 6'6 in the back, opposed to San Diego, San Diego State starting guards who are 5'8 and 6'3. You know, so, you know, Kadari loves to take guys into the lane anyway, no matter you know, how tall they are. If he sees a 6'3 or, God forbid, a 5'8 guy on him, uh, I love that matchup. It might be something that forces San Diego State coach Brian Dutcher to go to his bench. I'm being guarded by a 6'3 guy. You know, I know we love Buddy's three-point shooting and all, but he's really developed that move where he dribbles into the lane. He doesn't blow by anybody. But he will back you in. He just dribbles to get there, and then he does that little fadeaway jumper or that turnaround jumper. And, you know, unless you run another guy at him, the way Virginia would run Jay Huff or the way Georgia Tech would run Moses Wright at him, you know, and kind of alter the shot or block it once or twice, you know, he's going to get it over uh, a smaller defender. So, you know, Syracuse could, could, could hurt San Diego State there. I think Syracuse can actually win this game. Mike, thanks so much for coming back on the program again. Our great friend Mike Waters from Syracuse.com. Mike, stay safe, enjoy the tournament, and we'll speak with you again soon. Thanks a lot, Wes. It's always fun talking to you. Always great to speak with Mike, and I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online senior columnist, Jim Stickschulte. Jim, how are you today? I'm doing fine, Wes. How are you? Jim, I'm doing well. Looking forward to the NCAA tournament. And on Wednesday, Syracuse coach Jim Beheim and Syracuse senior Marek Dolajai met with members of the media on Zoom. You were there for the press conference. What are the main takeaways? Well, nothing, uh, nothing really uh, overwhelming or you know a main theme in the in the in the Zoom. Uh, in fact, both uh, both coach and player had very little to, to say about the upcoming game itself. Uh, but they were in lockstep saying that uh, San Diego State shoots the three really well and that uh, Syracuse is going to be very good on defense to win the game. Uh, perhaps two of the most noteworthy things were fairly innocuous questions. Um, the, the last question that both received really uh, made noteworthy, were, were where the most noteworthy statements were. 
the last question Bayheim received was from uh, a TSN, a Canadian, uh, basically Canadian ESPN for those of you who don't know, uh, asking about Quincy Garrier, the Canadian native. And uh, Bayheim was effusive in his praise about uh, Garrier's skill. Um, and, and but more importantly, spoke about the development of his game. Um, he thinks really highly of Gary A. Uh, as a rebounder already, but believes he has a he has a lot of improvement that he can unlock here at Syracuse, um, both as a three point shooter as well as his ability to score, uh, uh, you know, driving and getting inside to the paint. Um, you specifically mentioned that uh, Coach Autry has been uh, working with him a lot to develop that part of his game. And the most uh, impressive part of the praise that Beheim uh, laid on the sophomore was that he thinks he can be an All-American if he stays at Syracuse. So uh, that may be laying some groundwork for Gary A. to uh, remain in, in orange for another season. Um, I know that there was a little chatter earlier in the season that he was possibly an NBA draft prospect, but that seems to have gone away as some of his production has slipped in the last you know, six weeks to two months of the season. Um, the last question Dolajai received was uh, a fairly innocuous one as well. It was just asking about why he walked off the court with the, with the with the game ball from the Clemson game, the last one uh, at Syracuse, the regular season finale. And Dolajai just simply admitted he just wanted the ball from, from his senior night game. So it sounds like Dolajai, uh, who's wrapping up his fourth year on campus, may be leaning towards not returning next year, even though he would be able to due to, uh, you know, the, the change, the one, the one-off rule from the NCAA allowing players to return for another season uh, without losing, you know, without, without costing year of eligibility or what have you. But uh, the way he saw, the way Dolajai spoke about uh, just wanting that ball from his last game, more or less, at Syracuse made it sound like this may be uh, last uh, last game or games we get to watch Dolajai play in Orange. You mentioned there wasn't much discussion on the actual game, so let's fill that void, Jim. Syracuse plays San Diego State in the Midwest region, second round on Friday at 9:40 p.m. on CBS. Who you got? Ooh, it's a tough one. Uh, as much as I would like to see Syracuse win, obviously. Uh, I think it's going to be a very, very tough game. Um, when I look back just uh, at Ken Palm, just as a reference point, because I know there's already been some chatter about how Syracuse has succeeded well in recent NCAA tournaments when they've been a lower seed, harkening back to the 2016 and 2018 teams who made runs from a 10 or 11 seed. Uh, I just went to Ken Palm just to see uh, where they shook out statistically. The 2016 team, uh, which was a 10 seed and made that run to the Final Four, beating Gonzaga and Virginia, uh, they ranked 50th in adjusted offensive efficiency, but 18th in adjusted defensive efficiency at Ken Pomeroy. The 2018, scene, 2018 team that uh, got you know won a play-in game and then eventually beat Michigan State before dropping to Duke in the Sweet 16. They were an 11 seed and they were 135th in offensive efficiency, but fifth in defensive efficiency. This year's team is 11 seed. They ranked 22nd in offensive efficiency and 89th in defensive efficiency. And that's where I get my concern. The two teams in recent Syracuse history that took a, took a double-digit seed and rode it into at least the second weekend of the NCAA tournament, they were stellar defensive teams. And although this current crop of orange has played well on defense lately, going back to you know, the last couple games of the regular season, North Carolina and Clemson, and into the ACC tournament uh, with NC State and then giving Virginia about everything they wanted, I don't know, that, I don't know and I don't believe that they're going to hold up on defense necessarily at this point, it was four games over two weeks. The 20-some games preceding those four games were not nearly as impressive on defense. And I wouldn't be willing to bet that, you know, something has clicked. Beheim spoke after the Virginia loss in the ACC tournament, specifically about players who had problems on defense as to why they weren't playing, namely Alan Griffin. Um, and just to check at what uh, San Diego State was doing this year in Ken Pomeroy's stats, 
44th in offense and 11th in defense, which is a little better than Syracuse's 2016 team that went to the Final Four's ranks in both categories. It's going to be a very tough game. San Diego State doesn't give up anything easy on offense. Their stay-at-home man-to-man defense makes me think guys who camp out at corners and three-point wings aren't going to be just left alone to be found with the ball. Maybe Robert Braswell, if he gets in the game, he gets left alone a little bit. But I can I can pretty much guarantee that Buddy Beheim will not be finding a whole lot of open looks behind the three-point arc where he's just hanging out by himself waiting for the ball. Um, nothing comes easy against the Aztecs. They do a good job uh, spreading the ball around. They're a good outside shooting team with two great outside shooters in uh, Jordan Shackle and Terrell Gomez. Shackle made 78 threes at nearly a 47% clip, and Gomez made 50, shooting nearly 42% for three. And their leading scorer, Matt Mitchell, well, I'll be stunned if we reach the under-12 media timeout in the first half of the game and he's not returned to as a basketball player because he just does a little bit of everything. He's a 6'6 board who weighs 230 pounds. He can, sh- he can shoot the three pretty well, shoot in the mid-range, drop to the basket, score, do some dirty work down low. He's just a do-it-everything guy for the Aztecs. He's going to be a load of trouble you know, for the zone. He might be the guy that the Aztecs would park in that free-throw line area against the 2-3 zone if they opt for that, especially because they've got two dead-eye shooters on the perimeter around him. Uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of this matchup, clearly. uh, I think San Diego State plays excellent defense, and I think that's going to be a problem for this Orange team, even though they're very good on the offense. And I think it's going to be close, though, and probably low scoring. I think San Diego State's defense holds down the Orange, and I think the Syracuse defense will do a little bit to slow down San Diego State. I think it's probably like a first one to 65 wins kind of game, so maybe like a 68-64 final. But unfortunately, I think the Aztecs are going to take it. Oof, tough one, Jim, and we're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. Just a quick one for the Orange fan base, just because the the number of times you're going to see the Orange play basketball this year is, is winding down to an end. Just watch the game and try not to freak out about who's playing when and who needs to come off the bench and how many minutes are going to this guy and all that stuff. I mean, the Virginia game, it was three and a half minutes old, and people were already crying on Twitter about how Edwards and uh, Richmond had to come off the bench to provide defense. The score was 9-7. to seven. Just I, We understand that Kadari Richmond is a much better all-around natural point guard than Joe Girard, and we understand that Jesse Edwards is a difference maker with his height in the middle of the zone. But the question is, who's better for the Syracuse that day? Who is doing more, Who is capable of helping them win that game that they are currently playing? So maybe it's better for Braswell to play over Alan Griffin if Griffin was losing his man on defense and giving open three-point shots up. Or maybe Edwards is rushing on offense, and he's and that's a problem, and we can't have that because, well, while he provides great defense, he's giving the ball away on offense by rushing shots and being out of control. So let's just look at the game itself that you're watching as just the game itself you're watching and worry about who's, quote, better, end quote, and who's not. Jim, my closing thoughts are on Syracuse lacrosse. The men's team is now 3-1 and on the season after a 17-9 to win over Stony Brook. After an opening season loss to Army, the lacrosse team looks back in form and is now back up to number five in the country in the rankings. They'll take on Holy Cross this weekend as they look to continue their march toward their first national championship since 2009. That's it for us for Jim Stick Schulte. This is Wes Chang reminding you that Ampersand is really the pretzel of the keyboard symbols. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice and the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.